Welcome to a special edition of the Fro and the Flow. Trick or treat, mother suckers. Ooh. We out here eating candies, chomping Reese's, and dressing up like little kitty cats. We're brought to you by Burbs Entertainment. I'm a bad kitty. You a bad kitty? You that bad pussy boy? Yes, sir. Uh, we're brought to you by Burbs Entertainment. Uh, it is the week of Halloween. We just closed out Drizzy Week. Uh, happy birthday to Drake. Happy late birthday to Drake, whose birthday was on Saturday. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we have a lot of content about him up on the site and on the socials. Uh, so check that out if you haven't already. But transitioning from that, it is Halloween week with Jack Martin. You know, it's not necessarily spooky out, aside from the fact that it's snowing. That was a spooky surprise this morning. I see a pumpkin every now and then. I got some pumpkins on my front porch. You got a couple out there? Yeah, I gave mine a wiener. Yeah? Yeah. How big? The whole pumpkin? Uh, or I'd, like say, whole... I'd say pretty average. I didn't want them to get too big of an ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they tend to do that. Well, I mean, when the sun sets, I mean, pumpkins come to life. Everyone knows that. They start glowing. Do you think you could get, like, in trouble for that? Like, if an officer drove by, like, he's going to, like, put a little ticket on your car? Oh, it's on the bottom. Oh, okay. It's hidden. Okay. So you got you got to know him pretty well. Is there a face it. up top? Yeah. Okay. And then there's just a dick down low. Yeah. So he's just like the rest of us. And I can't remember what I carved at the bottom. Uh, something with cock. <laughs> something about cocks. Maybe cocks dog on the bottom. You've been really into cocks lately. Always have been. Yep. I mean, we all have our interests in life. So yours are like cinnamon rolls, pumpkin pie. You know, I'm not too big on... Hairs? I'm not too big on uh, cinnamon rolls. Really? I enjoy them, but I never go out of my way to get one or make them if they're presented to me i'll eat it but i've never really gone out of my way to get them i'm generally just kind of out on most breakfast foods really yeah i like a select few like eggs benedict i'd probably kill three or four people for um but aside from that like i'm not the biggest fan of pancakes or waffles i like french toast a lot uh cinnamon rolls yeah i'm pretty much the same as you but i do like the center of a cinnamon roll more than a lot of things it's really good oh my god the outside I could do without, but if I just have the center, there's the little... The soft part, really soft part. Just the clitoris of the cinnamon roll, mm-hmm. I would munch that for days. Yeah, big time. They're delicious. They're so soft. Yeah, breakfast food just kind of escapes me because I don't really eat breakfast. It's like a cinnamon cloud. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to eat breakfast in college. Yeah. Unless you really like oatmeal or something cheap. Yeah, I like making eggs every so often. I'm, oh, re- yeah. I'm really good at making scrambled eggs. What do you put in it? I keep it simple. Just, I mean, sometimes I like to throw in a little bit because omelets are, you know, whatever. I kind of just like to scramble all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm just keeping it simple, you like to wake up to a mess. Oh yeah, well, three just three eggs, some American cheese. Yep. Let it get in there. Put some milk in the eggs before you beat them. Mm-hmm. A little salt and pepper. You're good to go. That's that. Yeah. Now I like to throw green peppers in there, onions, mm-hmm. roasted tomatoes. I'm not big on tomatoes. I'll put. You name the vegetable, I'll throw it in that bitch. Really get it mixing and twisting. Yeah, I love putting peppers and onions in. I've been really into onions lately. I've really kind of developed a affinity for them. I was walking almost paradise. I think it was Saturday night. Maybe it was Friday night. I think it was Saturday night uh, to go snag a little vapor ruski. And I look on the ground while I'm walking there, and there's just two whole onions on the ground. Did you pick one up and take a bite out of it? No. I would never actually bite an onion whole. Like, that's no. psychotic, but, like, goddamn, do I love it chopped up and diced. Mm. So good. And the pan with a little bit of oil. Delicious. Let it sit there. Oh, my goodness. I've been a lot of burgers lately, a lot of onions on burgers. If you don't have an onion on your burger, you're a psychopath. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how bad you're going to smell the rest of the night. I mean, my burger on, I think it was Friday night that I made, was incredible. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded unreal. It was awesome. Got a little mac sauce on there. Oh, yeah. Delicious. All right, let's uh, go into some Halloween conversations. I'm not sure where Halloween ranks for you. I used to be way more passionate about it, as I think most people are, when I was a kid. Yeah. But I've kind of gravitated out of it. So have I. But my girlfriend fucking loves it. So does mine. It's like her favorite. I think girls tend to like it a little bit more. I do, too. Because it's permission, or not permission, but like advantageous for them because they can literally wear whatever they want and everybody's like go you if you're showing more skin yeah and they i mean girls really take the opportunity to kind of make halloween their own you know because they can you know if they choose to wear 
less clothes they can, but they op- oftentimes pull off a lot of like really inventive, creative group costumes. Oh yeah. Like I know my friend Sarah at Minnesota last year, they did a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody group costume and went viral on TikTok. So you see stuff like that where they come as groups. Like I know Haley and one of her mates are going to do Cheech and Chong. Like they just kind of. Girls are way more creative when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. It's really not close either. Like guys throw on a football jersey, put some eye black on, maybe a headband if mm-hmm. you're lucky. And that's a fit. That's a costume right yeah. there. Like I've been ridiculously lazy about it in the past few years. Like we won as ASAP mob one year and all I did was go buy a robe and a styrofoam cup. That was it. That was my outfit. That sounds awesome though. It was sweet. We were the cozy boys. Um, but yeah, I mean, girls, they got it going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember who it was, but, um, there was like a whole crew of girls who went as everybody from the Titanic, like tuxedos and everything. That's sick. Like that stuff is inventive. I want to see some avatar this year, not avatar, the cartoon show, which will also be cool. And I'm sure that'll come out since it's kind of had a re-inspiration. Great like, show. I watch it this summer, but let's get some Navi going. Like some people fully painted blue. Do blue people mangers. still give a fuck about avatar? I they're making they like eight more. Yeah, they're gonna be awesome. I'm so down. Yeah, I'm there. Day one. Yeah, I'm a James Cameron guy. Um, all right, but speaking of movies, what are your favorite horror movies? Favorite thrillers? Your favorite movies that are kind of encapsulated in this time period? We just did our streaming suggestions yesterday, and you had not the original it, but the most recent chapter one. Yeah, chapter one of it, and then you also had us, Jordan Peele's newest movie, mm-hmm. which has been out for a little over a year now. Yeah. year and a half or so. Came out yeah. last summer, right? I think so. Uh, what else kind of falls into that pantheon of your favorite horror movies? Um, I mean, Get Out's obviously up there for me as well. Um, but it's not on any streaming services, so I couldn't include it. Um, I definitely hold preference for that one over Us. Uh, I love Get Out. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, I would say. Um, and then I was been thinking about it, just going back and thinking on some of the horror movies I could stomach as a kid. Mm. Like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. Mm. <laughs> I remember watching that maybe in like sixth grade and just out of curiosity i went th- and i remember being pretty fucked up and so out of curiosity i went through the imdb parents guide of it and was like reading about it and i was like this is brutal and i was just like it was just sitting there watching it like watching mike Myers like murder a child in the forest with a stick just like bashing people's heads in with whatever you can find well you like our best friend hato have a weird infatuation with gore when you're younger mm-hmm like, you really liked watching people's brains fall out of their skulls and their bones cracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of illustrate throat that? A throat slit. Can you illustrate, like, how you've progressed in that area? It's hard for me to watch now. It's hard for me to, like, sit there, like, I'm blinking out the episode title, but in Game of Thrones and the guy's eyes get gouged in, now I have to, like, I kind of, like, scream a little bit and turn my head, but... If I was, like, 11, I'd just sit there and be like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> I've never been good with that stuff. I've always been, like, the classic, put my forearm over my eyes or grab somebody next to me as close as I can and squeeze them uncomfortably. Yeah, I just, I really was able to stomach it and almost got some kind of sick pleasure out of it. So I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, I was, like, wondering, like, I think you're on pace to be a serial killer. Maybe. I mean, Haley said that it was a serial killer trait to watch Silence of the Lambs at 9 in the morning on, like, a weekday. That's fair, but that movie's so good that I, don't, I think so it, good. it's I, unprecedented. I got to toss that in there. I just watched it for the first time. Yeah, it was your first time? Mm-hmm. Hello, Chris. Dude, so crazy. I ate his brains with a nice can of fava beans and a conti. Dude, he's so fucking nuts in that movie. Oh, he's so good. Uh, how do you Would think... you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, good morning. I hope we're uncomforting our listeners right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, that movie is... I mean, really, the two villains, quote-unquote, I mean, I guess they are fucking villains. They're serial killers and cannibals. Uh, They only have, I think, like a shared, like, 30 minutes of screen time. Barely on screen. Other than that, it's following Jodie Foster, like, the entire movie. Buffalo Bill's on screen for maybe five, six minutes. Yeah. Hannibal, though. Captivating. Number one villain ever. Like, him and Heath Ledger's Joker, like, they're neck and neck for me. Have you watched any of the other Hannibal movies with him? So, all right, hear me out. I have not seen any of the other movies, but I did read the book Hannibal Rising two or three summers ago. Phenomenal book. It's basically just his upbringing. Um, He was like a spoiled child who was bullied relentlessly but had like a really, really rich family. Both of his parents end up dying, and he's 
Um, he has a caretaker, an Asian woman that like hardly speaks any English that ends up being his sole razor. And basically it just follows the fact that she gets kidnapped and he's trying to track her down. And I mean, he's only a kid, but he ends up becoming a teenager and they kind of detail his first instances with cannibalism. And it is a fascinating book, fascinating upbringing. And it was really enlightening because I've seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I don't know. Probably seven or eight times. Really? Something like that. It's a short movie, which is... It's not too long. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody can watch it right now. It's on Netflix, correct? Yeah. So give it a shot if you haven't seen it, because that movie is just... It's one of a kind. It's like one of those movies that like, like swept the Oscars. Yeah, I think it won all five major categories. Yeah, so... I mean, there's really no reason not to watch it if you haven't seen it. And it's Halloween week, so when's a better time? Yeah. Uh, any other contenders for you? Are you a fan of like the traditional just Halloween movies or the Friday the Thirteenth or the Freddy vs Jasons? Um, I kind of dabbled in them a bit when I was younger, just because they pop up on TV all the time. But I never got super into like the slasher movies. Um, I watched some Saw movies, which are and again <laughs> plays into that psychological torment that was I yep. was experiencing. Your freaky um, little young boy fetish. Yeah, me and Haley just watched Final Destination a few weeks ago. Oh God. <laughs> And it's pretty bad, but entertaining in a way because it's just, like, stupid and it's pretty aware. Like, the acting's just terrible. Yeah. Um, it was entertaining. Like, because I feel like horror movies have such a wide spectrum where there's, like, movies like Us and Get Out where they're, like, genuinely, like, good movies with, yeah. like, a message. And then there's just, like, shit like Final Destination where it's, like... You guys have a weird affinity for people just getting murdered. It's like a ways on screen. So. A thousand ways to die. The show that you used to have on Spike TV. Did you used to watch that. <laughs> I might have watched like a half of an episode. I used once. to watch a decent amount. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you're binging that. I <laughs> think I used to. I think I used to record on my DVR. You are a freaky fuck. Yeah. The weird thing about that show, it's like they didn't go it's from horny. number one to number one thousand. They just randomly assorted it. <laughs> Dude, so that show is horny. It's like number six hundred thirty-seven. A clown accidentally runs over you with his clown car in a grocery parking lot because you're not looking the right way. It's There's, just so stupid as stuff. If you go back and watch that show, there was so much pent up sexual aggression in it. It's I mean, so yeah, it's weird. Spike TV. Yeah. It's like the motor oil of television. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, guys figuring out ways that they can either put blood or boobs on a screen. Yeah. It was just, like, the epitome of the mid-2000s. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, uh, for me, the Pantheon, like, the ones that, like, really can't be topped. I've got the shiny number one. It will always be my number one until somebody surpasses it. Uh, I got Parasite up there. Oh, just yeah. an unbelievable movie that I feel like still needs to be talked about more and more, especially when this time of year comes around. Because when we saw it, we were shook for probably, like, a good two weeks or so. Yeah. I mean, that was a wild experience. It's an unbelievable movie, like, top to bottom. And I understand people that, you know, don't like subtitles. Grow up. But um, I had some buddies down in Dallas, and they were, like, super against subtitles. They didn't like any movies before the 2000s or anything like that. But I'm like, guys, just give Parasite a chance. Like, it won Best Picture. I'm usually against the Oscars in most categories, but they got that one right. So just give it a shot. And by the end of it, they were like, that was fucking crazy. It's so nuts. They were so excited that they gave it a chance. And they're like, damn, you know what? Like, I felt vindicated for my recommendation, which was beautiful. And I encourage everybody to watch it. It's probably still on Hulu. I think they bought the rights to it to stream at least. So give it a shot. Like, it's just, it's up and down. It is so fucking smart. It's, it's honestly brilliant in its own ways. And, uh, you know, it's beautiful. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it has that creepy thrill to it. Yeah. Like that one shot of him scaling the stairs and you, all you see is his forehead and his eyes is like probably one of the most memorable shots of the 21st century. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. So I've also got some little low balls in there okay. that like I kind of grew up with. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but my dad like really liked this movie for some reason. So I watched it probably like seven or eight times as well. Uh, it's called The Village. I believe it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Is that with Nick Cage? I don't think he's in it. Let me double check. Uh, essentially, the premise is it's like this small village, like the pilgrims, like early 17th century, maybe early 18th century, something like that. Uh, it's There's pretty much just a witch or like a beast that's like in a cave that mm-hmm. like if you go into the forest, you're fucked. So it came out in 2004. Is that the bees movie? 
No, there's, there's no, no, not the bees. They put like a fucking. <laughs> I don't think so. What am I thinking about? So this is when a willful young man tries to venture beyond his sequestered Pennsylvania hamlet. His actions set off a chain of chilling incidents that will alter the community forever. There is no turning back. And my Shyamalan 2004. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Adrian Brody and Bryce Dallas Howard are all in it. So I don't remember them being in it. Maybe I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, it'd be a good movie for this week. And then, of course, I actually do like the Halloween movies. I mean, I think it's kind of hard not to. They're like the stepping stone or the just broad example of what horror movies should have been mm-hmm. and what they could have been during a really early period of time, which is impressive. Um, and then there's, like, the fucking stupid ones, like The Grudge. I remember being, like, the most popular horror movie when I was younger for some god-awful reason. Yeah, there's all those paranormal activities. I don't mind the paranormal activities. I like Sinister, The Conjuring, Insidious, that whole generation mm-hmm. of movies. But I wouldn't say that they're, like, all the way up there for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, horror movies, you can say what you want about them. I'm not the biggest fan by any means. Yeah, but, like, I'll watch them. I'm not... I don't really get... Do you get scared by movies? Yeah, of course. But to a point where you're like, I can't watch this, like... No. Yeah, me neither. So I've never had that aspect where I'm like, I don't want to watch this, I'm going to get scared. But I've just never really fully gravitated towards them because there's some people who just are obsessed with horror and that's all they watch. And I'd say that I've gotten to the brink of it. Like, when I was watching Midsommar, I was watching it with, like, my mom and my brother at, like, 1130. Mm-hmm. And that movie is super bright. And... By the time where, like, the person falls off the cliff, I'm like, okay, this is fucked. I'm not sure if I want to watch the rest of this, but I power through. Because yeah. I'm a completist. When I start something, I have to finish that movie. Mm-hmm. I had to... I remember when I watched that movie, I had to pause it because I was way too high during it. And it got to that point where the guy was falling off the bridge and the shots of the faces being caved in. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe you're going to wait a little bit. Maybe you're going to sleep this off a little bit and come back. To that's it. cool with me. That's cool. If that's happening to me, I'm like, you know what? Family guy sounds good right now. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes you just need a little bit of a palate cleanser. Oh, I think I got a virus on my computer. I keep getting all these notifications. That I want a new iPhone. I don't think you want a new iPhone. Neither yet. do I. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. What's scarier than getting ramshackled by some stranger in Indonesia? Speaking of that, I started off October by watching The Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary. Mid. And The Social Network. Ooh, that's a horror movie. So I wanted to start it like in like a creepy way, like a 21st century horror, mm-hmm. like a dystopian future horror. So that's how I started it off, and now I'm just gravitating towards... I have a watch list of movies that I either have or haven't seen. I have it called just Halloween. And I'm going to watch Hereditary for the first time. You haven't seen Hereditary? Very Hereditary excited for it. fucked up. I'm excited. Hereditary's crazy. Love me some Tony Collette, our boy. Oh, fucked up. I took, I, I took like four Wallies before I saw Hereditary in theaters, and I was just like, holy shit. Oh, you saw it in theaters? Oh, yeah. Sketchball. Dude, fucking nuts. I'm going to watch, and our boy Carter Fairman is a huge I'm advocate for that. I'm forgetting of so many horror like You say hereditary, it just makes me think of The Witch. Oh my god, The Witch is phenomenal. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Which somebody called a horror movie, I call it a black comedy. <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's a thriller. Because that's the thing about horror movies is, like, The Shining isn't your typical horror movie. It's a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not an autobiography for Stephen King by any means, but it's like drawn from real life instances and then he just exaggerates them on a mm-hmm. script or, you know what's novel. scarier than your own mind exactly uh so i'm also going to watch the thing john carpenter movie starring kurt russell uh i'm gonna watch misery which is also a stephen king book about a writer who has like an obsessed fan he gets in a car accident breaks his legs and she takes care of him and i'm gonna watch rosemary's baby the roman polanski film that i believe won an oscar but mm-hmm. i'm not sure about it um and way then, to support him you piece of shit yeah i know I mean, you know, I've got the Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood blood. You're just like Natalie Portman. What's wrong with Natalie Portman? I think she, like, came out a few years ago and was like, I stand by him. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already, like, I'm already so deep in the hole. I've already watched so many Woody Woody Allen movies that, like, I'm just going to watch the classics. I've never really got into them. Um, They're so good. I feel weird about it. 
Yeah, I, I felt guilty at first, but like I'm like, this was so long ago, and he made. I'm not gonna watch his more. I actually did watch before midnight, so I he still he makes like a fuck ton of movies, but or no, midnight in Paris. I feel like I'm always seeing shit. Like he's like got like always come on like Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a creepy fuck, but like he, it's clear like the influence that he had on Larry David. So I'm like, uh-huh. I'm in for that. And then Elise hasn't seen Get Out yet. Which is sacrilege in that house. I watched so. the uh, second half of it a couple weeks ago. Walked into Haley's apartment. They were all watching it. And I got to catch the uh, pretty much like the end. It was like as he was realizing, like, I need to get out of here. Um, so that's always a fun ride that those last couple scenes are. It's just such a fun fucking movie. It's so it's. It's not typically scary. Like we said, it is a psychological thriller. Yeah, it's not really it's. It's. It, I remember seeing it in theaters. It was a bit unnerving just because the music obviously plays such a big part of it. And, you know, we know that in movies like that in the scores, they hide sounds that you can't necessarily hear, but you can feel them to, you know, cause that anxiety. But um, it is – it's such a ride, and Jordan Peele is so good at, you know, that twist that you always know is going to come. Um, but then again, like uh, – at the end, like he's he kills that entire family, and then his buddy pulls up and just starts making jokes, and so like, Jordan Peele's just so good at it. Lil Rel is that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah, I have it right now ranked as my forty fourth favorite movie of all time, sandwiched in between Gone Girl and speaking of problematic film industry people, American Beauty. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was a Kevin Spacey joke in Borat too. Is there? <laughs> instead of ex, instead of selling brides, they start selling um, grooms, and it's just like a box of like nine-year-old boys in tuxedos, and they close it, and there's just a thing on it that says "ship to K Spacey." That's fucked. I wish you'd seen Borat too by now. Yeah, we'll we'll pot about it probably next week. I enjoyed it. It was I gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Um. You I'm gonna watch it. Like I have yeah. to watch it. I feel guilty for not having watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, the first one is I to me the funniest movie I've ever seen. I laugh at pretty much every scene. The yeah, I saw I saw that in your piece. I was like, really? This is you think this is funnier than Anchorman? I laugh more at Borat. Okay. Um, because I just love and I just wrote about the Eric Andre show. I love when people are like super uncomfortable. You love stunts. Yeah, I do. I love fucking jackass. Like, yeah, I love I love good street prank. You know, I yeah. can't help myself. But I love watching people be just like so uncomfortable and not knowing what's going on. Like those silent part, like periods where they're just what the fuck. Like, so I just love that feeling <laughs> of uncomfortableness. Is like our punked and undercover boss like in your top ten favorite TV shows? Never ever? got into those. <sighs> okay, so it's just the movies. You can only take like two hours of it. You're not going to follow it episodically. No, unless it's the Eric Andre show, but that's like twelve yeah. minutes, so you can just run them. Um, but yeah, like Jackass has been very pivotal for me. Yeah, it's formative for you. Yeah, for sure. You are a Jackass by virtue of watching mm-hmm. so much Jackass. I've seen those movies so so many times. Do you have a favorite one? Um, two. It's the grossest. Okay. God, what? <laughs> How do you mean the grossest? They drink horse cum in it. Okay, all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> best costumes growing up uh, while we're on the subject of Halloween. What were you rocking growing up? Second grade, Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh, nice. My mom got me a generic pirate costume to start. Was not having that. Uh-uh. I got the real one. Yep. Fucking killed it. In kindergarten, my mom dressed me up as Shrek and did a really good job. That's awesome. Yeah. She painted your green? Yeah. Really? Yeah, put a pillow and my tummy get made a ears out of like cardboard. No way. Yeah. Oh, I want to see these pictures. That's good. Probably find them. Yeah. Damn. I'm trying to think what else. Um. Oh, I did sophomore year. I did James Franco from Pineapple Express. Okay. That's pretty good. That one turned out pretty good. So I'd say those are like my highlights. Okay. Mine. I honestly can't remember too many of them, but I do know that. I don't know why. But in, like, fifth or sixth grade, I, like, really wanted to be a hula girl. So I got a, a grass skirt. Look, I mean, it's a time where you're trying to find yourself. I get it. I got a grass skirt and a coconut bra. And it was, like, 45 degrees out. And I had goosebumps the entire night. So at one point I had to go home and get a long sleeve shirt 
and put that on. But, uh, yeah, I was literally just in a grass skirt and underwear outside, and it was, like, fucking damn near freezing. That's what you do as a kid, though. You don't really... And I was a big kid. I was huge at this point. I was, like, still six feet tall. And you don't plan for weather when you're 11. No. Like, what? Like, I would have done that if it was literally freezing. Yeah, I used to wear shorts all the time. Like, Mom, I am a hula girl. I, I still don't know why. I don't, I don't even know if I knew why back then, but I just wanted to be a hula girl. It was like a manifestation that There's I had for like six months. There's something inherently funny about like a young kid, a young boy dressing as a girl. Exactly. We had. Did you guys have like talent shows at your elementary school and stuff oh, like yeah. that? We had a thing called Gator Rock in elementary school where it's basically just like a little variety show and you'd do it. I think in fourth grade, me and these two other guys did our own rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm. And I was dressed up as a woman in a dress... Uh, like headband, hair up, and just flaunting it. I think I was wearing heels. And this other guy is in a tuxedo with a fedora and a martini shaker. Wow. Just like walking across the thing. And we crushed. Because you got two 11-year-old boys dressed as women and then another guy in a fedora just, you know, kind of galvanting across the stage <laughs> with a martini shaker, lip syncing. I really can't stay. Dude, we killed. We crushed. Baby, it's cold outside. It's just funny. I fucking love Christmas music. I'm so excited for Christmas episodes. I want to do like 20 of them. I'm down. Like back-to-back days. There's something about Christmas that's just so... It's so warm, even though it's so cold outside. It was and so... I don't, and I'm not into the whole... Religious aspect of it. Yeah, no, I want the commercial aspect. Of I it. yeah, I want the songs. They breeded the me to be a consumer, I and want, I am. I want gifts. See, it is so intoxicating because I started playing Christmas music while I was studying, just on the TV, like a week ago. And it's like there's the rule that you can't play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Like that's the day. Fuck that. I started doing it before Halloween because I don't really like Halloween music. It was cute. What is Halloween music? It was like cute the Monster was Mash? How many times can you listen to that? Actually, this is a question that I have for you. Mash. Oh, should it I just... was the Monster Mash. All right. If you could have any artist make a Halloween album in the essence of like a Michael Bublé Christmas album, who would it be and why? A few artists come to my mind right away. Like 21 Savage already is halfway there. Uzi. Uzi? Yeah. Like like uh, his on, Frankenstein outfit music videos? Organs. Oh, damn! On some organs, yeah. That's that's the huge part of Halloween music. You gotta have the organs, those classic instrumentals. Um, and then I've also got like Future. I feel like it's a pretty obvious answer because he has that ability to go really raspy with his voice, just very gritty sound. I want to hear him give off a good whoa, yeah, auto tune. <laughs> oh yeah, a good evil laugh from Hendrix. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Who else would be a good Halloween artist? I'm Gucci gonna... tried doing it with Waptober. Not a success. He's tried to do a different, a few holidays. He did, yeah. He did uh, Black Santa or whatever the fuck East Atlanta Santa, I think. East Atlanta Santa. Trapping through the snow. <laughs> that song's sick. <laughs> that song is sick. Petey loves that song. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of art. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm just I feel picturing like... Uzi on an organ beat. Early 2010s Kanye would have been really good at it. Yeah. I think he's past that point in his life now because he tried to, like, incorporate God into Halloween. He's just making year-round Christmas albums now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. Um, I feel like The Weeknd could make a good Halloween album. I mean, My Dear Melancholy is pretty much there. That's, yeah. like, that's scary on a different level. It's, yeah. like, hurt myself scary. Rico Nasty. Ooh, yeah. She'd put some slappers out there. Yeah, she'd make a good Halloween album. She'd be like, knock, knock on your dough. I'm coming to fuck some mo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, all right, let's get out of this. Um, favorite candies. Uh, like when you were trick-or-treating and you had your little jack-o'-lantern bag or your Target plastic bag, whatever fuck it was. Milky Way. Milky Way. Toss them in the freezer. Ooh. I had a Kit Kat yesterday. I put that in the freezer. Excellent. Have you been getting chocolates from the store and stuff? Keep them in the freezer? Not a whole lot. Okay. Um, just because I know if I have them, I'll eat them all. Yep. And they'll get a tummy ache. Yep. And oh, you won't be able to control yourself. You'll eat them all in one sitting. Yeah, I can't control. I have no self-control. When, when you <laughs> give me a fucking Milky Way that's big, I need eight of them. I'll literally just grab a handful. <laughs> Whenever I go to my cousin's house in Michigan, they always have this thing of Laffy Taffy stocked. Disgusting how many I eat. Oh, you're just like laying on the couch with like, like in a bathtub's worth of Laffy Taffy wrappers. Just not even thinking about it. Just 
<laughs> I just I can't control myself, so I have. So I don't get snacks when I go grocery shopping because I know that once I open it, I'm gonna get one serving out of it because I'm gonna eat all of it. You eat one and it's a wrap. It's just done. Damn. So you can't get snack sized bags. Oh fuck no! Like it's it's just game over. It's a waste of money. Last year they had a bag of assorted little chocolate bars on this side, and when I was on the other side, I just I would just come over and. Just I'm going to take three Milky Ways. Yep, Miller's not looking. How about know. a Butterfinger? I don't like Butterfingers. Oh, really? Mm-mm. That's what I was going to say. I'd love to get Butterf- I loved getting Butterfingers. Reese's Cups, of course. Those are fire. Uh, Kit Kats, Snickers. I wasn't really picky, honestly, now that I'm talking about it. But Neither was I. I really don't. I just I don't like Butterfingers and Almond Joys. Were always a shitty surprise. And you grew up in a relatively wealthy neighborhood. Eh, no? Not really. No. I'd right, say Well you give off that vibe, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you ever went to one of the neighborhoods where they gave out whole fucking candy bars. So that's okay, so my neighborhood we had like the regular size houses, what you would just picture like a suburb to be like. And yeah. then there was kind of the part in the back with the big houses. Oh yeah. We always hit the big houses because yep. they had the full size candy bars. Damn, every one of them? Pretty much all of them, yeah. There was a rumor for We would call it the rich part. Yeah, of course. You got to go to the rich part. There was a rumor floating around town that there was a neighborhood in West Des Moines that was giving out iPhones. <laughs> I think we find that floats around every day. I swear to God. That was like the hot commodity was like, did you hear about Glen Oaks? They're giving out iPhones and iPod Nanos. Or not iPod Nanos. They're giving out iPods that are not iPod Nanos. Um, but yeah, dude, what a time to be alive. Did you ever steal the whole bowl? That was sitting out on a porch. Did you ever do the old dump and run? I think I did like a 75% one time. I, I would have felt bad if I took everything. Yeah. Because it was always the same house. It was like, it was one of the, the rich houses in our neighborhood. Like, it had like a, like a, probably like fucking, I don't even know, 100 yard driveway. So it was a trek to make it up there. But you knew it was worth it because I think they just refilled the bowl and they just left it out there. We took the bowl a couple times. Yeah. You know. Who, who would you shop around with? Did you go with your family, go with Catherine, or like were you like going around with your buddies? Um, I mean, when we were younger, it started off as just like all the parents and the kids, and then eventually as you got older, like into a certain point in elementary school, like third, fourth grade, we go off on our own. Yeah, and that's when the bull sn- snatching started. Yep. Yeah. When did you stop trick or treating? Sixth grade. Yeah. Which, like, I kind of regret. I thought it was too cool in 7th and 8th grade. Mm-hmm. But I was also, like, I was getting some weird looks by the time I was in 4th grade because I was still, like... like yeah, because you were huge, right? I was fucking enormous. They're like, do you really need this Butterfinger fat fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please, it's, <laughs> it's free candy. I need it. Yeah. I need it. So, I mean, it got to the point where I was, like, when I went trick-or-treating, I think it was in 6th grade, I'm like, can they just give out steaks instead? Oh, that'd be awesome. I love some barbecue ribs I'd love a McChicken. Yeah, exactly. That'd be the move. Yeah, I feel like sixth grade is a good final year. Because in sixth grade, you're still, you're like 11, right? You're too horny to be trick-or-treating in seventh grade. Yeah. You're way too horny. You have an erection the whole time. <laughs> exactly. You can't walk up to the door and ask for candy with a little boner going. When you're in fourth grade, you know you're not even thinking about it. You're taking a Reese's from like a, a hot mom. By the time you're in seventh grade, you're like, I want to jump your bone, skeleton. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, you want to see what's under this grass skirt, baby? And <laughs> I should be saying this. But like... I would like trick or treat. I didn't know I was gonna get both. I also wanted to like steal stuff. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I would, like if I saw a nice radio outside that they were playing music, I'd be like, "Hey, I could use that for my basketball court." Did you ever steal stuff as a kid? Were you ever like, a, a little, little bit like a petty shoplifter? No. Yeah. Freshman, sophomore, junior year of high school before Apple Music came out, I probably finessed anywhere between forty to fifty CDs. Just from time. How would you go about it? Waistband it, and I'd do like four at a time. I wanted to see how many I could fit. At first, I was really scared because my buddy Barp did it. I don't know. I just called him Barp. I always call him Carp. I've been replacing my C's with B's for people's names for a while now, so it was kind of instinctual. Mm-hmm. But um, he did it, and I was, like, super sketch. I like, had this adrenaline rush, but I didn't even take one. I think he took, like, Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj or some bullshit like that. And so, like, you know what? Next time he does it, I'm going to do it. And that's how I got Good Kid, Mad City, Dirty Sprite 2. If you're reading this, it's too late on hard copy. I get all these albums just from, you know, tightening up my belt loops. Like, 
shit. That's like $60 worth of music right there. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I don't have that kind of money. I'm in high school. So crazy that there was a time where you had to buy music. Oh, it's gross. Getting iTunes gift cards. Yeah. Like, finally. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I get 25 songs. Mm-hmm. If I'm lucky, because now they're $1.29, not 99 cents. That was such a bullshit price hike. What the fuck? Those selfish pricks. And now you know what? I can get free music whenever I want for $10 a month. It's so crazy. Damn, dude. That's that's a different conversation. Yeah. That, that could be go for hours. Yeah, just, I mean, the transformations we've grown up with has been... Not like I remember when Netflix became a thing. Yeah. We started streaming. We were yeah. early adopters. I was in like fourth grade when I got Netflix. What? The streaming. It was on my Wii. Really? Yeah. Damn, that is early, early. Mm-hmm. Were you guys DVD purchasers before that? Yeah, because I think they had purchasers. it back then where it was like hand in hand. Okay. And I would still get all the DVDs and stuff in the mail, like TV shows that like I wanted to catch up on. Damn. Look at you. Yeah. You're like the Christopher Columbus of Netflix. I'm innovative. Dream costume ideas. You, let's say you got like seven or eight boys at your disposal, all the money in the world, and you guys can go whatever, like you can be whatever the fuck you want, whoever the fuck you want for Halloween. What you rocking with? What are you, what are you going to the bars as in a non-COVID environment? Fox News. Oh, okay. I'm Tommy Loren? I'm kidding. I would, dude, I'd be a hot Tommy Loren. Um, See, group costume makes me. It gets tricky. Cause, you know how many. There's a social hierarchy to a group costume. That's true. Who's being Velma? That's a good one. But I feel like it's so that one's easy to pull off. You know, Velma's kind of hot. So like, yeah, Velma's to- Velma's naughty. That's the token underrated chick is always Velma. Mm-hmm. She puts the bob on the glasses, the orange sweater. Everyone's looking at Daphne, but you got you to gotta keep an eye out for Velma. I got the appreciation for the Velmas of the world. I'll Me tell too. you that much. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> what about, okay, I got some for you. I mean, you got to pull most of them for movies. Mm-hmm. Hangover Crew is a classic. Yep. You get the baby strapped on, except maybe it's like a little pug or something like that. Oh, I would love a little. Oh, there was a TikTok of a little baby pug that I saw the other day. Yeah. He yawned and then like laid his head down and fell oh. asleep. Adorable. <laughs> it's the cutest thing in the world. Bean will do that sometimes where he, when he yawns, his tongue is so big. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always confused by that because, like, the rest of his body is so small, but his tongue is, like, way bigger than mine. Yeah. So it's just weird to see, like, him yawn. Or maybe he just looks bigger than mine because he has such a small head. Anyways. Okay. Hangover crew. Space jam's pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty Honestly. cheap, too, because you, you just have to get Chinese jerseys. Yeah. And then, obviously, just goes to the Lakers. 2020 yeah. NBA champs, baby. Austin Powers. Panda Unibrows. Austin Powers is a great one. Me and Haley thought about doing that. Who would she have been? Would she have been Foxy Brown? We were new Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Oh, my buddy Ski did that. Yeah, it was it was a good one. They did the prison ones, though. She's pretty freaking evil, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's real good. Uh, yeah, they went as the ones in prison when they sang Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z. <laughs> so funny. So fucking funny. They had the bald caps, the little pink earrings. What? Why do you always come in when we're mid-recording? It's going to be like a new What segment. up, Hassa? What up? What up? Not shit, talking about Halloween. I just want to say hi. What are you going as, Hassa? I don't know yet. Really? So, Dylan, why did you stop trick-or-treating you when you were 18? Lost. No, we're still going. We're live. Stop. I do it every year still. All right. Yeah. I was going to be Danny <laughs> Phantom, but then that kind of fell through. That would have been sick. I don't know what to do that. What are you I don't want to buy a whole costume. I'm being Winnie the Pooh. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Lennox has a Winnie the Pooh oh, costume. Lennox, this is what I wanted to be last year, but Lennox wouldn't give me the costume. Put a Winnie the Pooh like onesie on, and yeah. put a Derek Rose jersey over it, and your poo. That'd be pretty good. I'd be Danny. A one. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about Derek Rose onesie, like the kind of onesies that oh, girls no, no, no. wear. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like a thong jersey. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going as Winnie the Pooh. Elisa's going as Eeyore, and no, Bean's going as Piglet. <laughs> Fuck little, yeah. We got a little Piglet out there. That's awesome. What are you being? I don't, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> He's being Spider-Man. I'm being Tommy Loren. <laughs> Alright. Get out of here. He's being Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard of Lies. I'm just going to steal everyone's candy. I'm just going to be like, look, I'm starting this big like candy bank. I'm going to store it for everybody. And then when they come to pull it out, it's all done. <laughs> I ate it. 
<laughs> Did you timestamp that? Yeah, it's like, it's like 36 minutes. I'm going right. to cut it out. Right. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh, what were you even talking? Oh, dream costume dream ideas. Dream costumes. Um, you could do the Avengers if you had the money and get like real suits. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be sick. The Outsiders? Yeah. Just be the Greasers? Or you could be a douchebag and be the Socias? Mm-hmm. That'd be tight. What else is a good group one? Borat would be a fun one. Yeah, that's a singular, dude. That's that's easy. All you gotta do is get the green thong speed. Well, up. Well, well. You should do that. I could. It'd be risque, but I mean, the weather's gonna be good for it. It's gonna be like fifty degrees this weekend. Yeah, I thought about Howard Ratner. I mean, that's that's an expensive fit. That's the thing. It's I'd get my I if I was if I was gonna do Howard, I would go full out to get my ears pierced. I would dye my hair black. Holy shit. Yeah, and I would just I would literally be in character. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't break. You'd need somebody to follow you around with the camera. You need somebody to view a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would just yeah, I would just. I could up. do that. I would just get close ups of your face that are kind of rattling. Wow. <laughs> KG. Uh-huh. KG in live bar. And yeah, you need a KG too. If you could get like Jackson or Caleb to go as KG, you got yourself a a little crew there, two man crew. There's a trick in my treat. <laughs> Can I treat you to a trick, ladies? I'm so fucked up. I didn't give you a Milky Way. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, but I think the problem is that I would get too lost in Howard that I'd have a really, really. I swear to God, if anyone else comes in here, you're going to get canceled live on air. Um. Pardon me. I got too into it. Do your thing. I think I would just lose... I think I would lose sight of who I am as a person and just get stuck in the character. Yeah, you wouldn't come out of it until about Thanksgiving break. Mm-mm. You're like, have you seen Jack recently? He's not doing too hot. Because I had... He lost $33,000 $30, in gambling. Yeah, it'd be the first time I ever sports gambled, then I'd yeah. just lose it all. I... Because I had an issue enough when the movie first came out where I just couldn't stop doing the accent. So... If I fall back into that trap, I'm never getting out. Get a toothpick in your mouth? Oh, yeah. Get, like, the... Yes. Like, the Prada frames? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I disagree, Gary. (laughs) I disagree. Okay, let's do a quick mailbag to wrap things up. Um, We got a few questions here. I mean, we could talk basketball. We got a basketball question. I the mean, Oladipo one from Howie? Yeah, Howie asked... Where's from, Howie, Ol- from Howie Bookshelf? Yes, sir. He said, uh, Howie Midrange asked, what team is Depot going to? I don't fucking know. I don't really know. Um, he's a guy that you don't want to really mortgage your future on because of yeah. his injury history. Like I'd say keep an eye out for any of the teams looking to contend. Yeah, let's give, him, let's give him the KCP contract. Two for 30. I think he's going to want more than that. He's going to want more than that. Well, and the thing is, he's not a free agent yet. He's still under contract for another year. So I'd say look out for the Lakers. That's little Kuzma deal. Yeah, f- <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, Lakers, Nets, maybe Celtics. If they're looking to replace Gordon Hayward, maybe like a sign and trade kind of type situation. Um, but that's kind of all that comes to my head right now. Like I don't know who else is really kind of Miami, maybe. Yeah. A Drogic in a first deal. I'm sure there's been a few photoshops, so. There's definitely been a lot of photoshops. Yeah. Okay. Um, my boy Brock wants you to talk about Sublime for a little bit. I was okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming he's a big fan. Yeah, he's like, you know, the classic reggae guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he also likes him some alternative music, some 90s soft metal. Little yeah. classic rock. Yeah, I mean, Sublime's my, you know, all-time favorite band. Yep. I've seen them twice. My first concert ever actually was Sublime. I was front row, and I went last winter in Indianapolis with Haley. It was, it's always incredible. I mean, it's not the same. I never got the chance to see the original frontman, Bradley Knoll, because, you know, he's dead. Mm. R.I.P. Um, but I like the revival. It is only Eric Wilson now, but there is something um, captivating about seeing a 55-year-old man smoking a cigarette while playing the bass with his nipple hanging out. What more can you ask for? Nothing. Um, I mean, it's my favorite. I could listen to it any time of the year for however much as I want. I don't get tired of it. Um, it's something that I share with two of my best friends from back home, Max and Custer. I mean, we just fucking love Sublime. 
Always have. Um, you ever fucked a sublime? No. No? I should. Would it be a little bit too angsty? Maybe. I mean, if it wasn't like a heroin ballad, maybe. Okay. Because my boy right here, like, he tore his right, right, rotator cuff fucking once. And I'm probably under the impression that he had a little sublime in the background. Yeah, I guess it depends on the song. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about them. They're a very versatile group. Like, they got your classic stoner anthems. Yep. They got your chill on a porch and drink some beer anthems. But they've also got the, hey, uh, you know what? Let's go to the beach and maybe step on some rocks. Well, their album, Robin the Hood, I think they were actually smoking crack in studio. There you go. Like, there's been stories about how they were just, like, doing math, shooting up in the studio. And so a lot of it's just, like, really incoherent. They brought a schizophrenic homeless man into the studio who has interludes. Um, so it's, I've actually never listened to Robin Hood. I think the only album I've listened to all the way through is 40 Ounce of Freedom. Sublime, the self-titled album, is my favorite one. Okay. I think it's the most complete. Um, it's the best. It's just the most coherent. I mean, it was definitely on the tales of... I mean, it came out after Bradley Noel died from a heroin overdose. But there are... there's. I mean, it's my favorite album uh, of all time. It's... From the top down, it's, it's fantastic. It's their most complete. It's their most grounded in a way um and it is the one that kind of gained mainstream notoriety um i mean 40 ounces of freedom definitely has songs that have you know withstood the test of time but yeah they're my favorite band of all time and some of my favorite music ever and they're, they're your beatles yeah yeah there's a documentary that was made about them shown at sundance that hasn't come out yet which is unfortunate Ooh. i've been waiting for that uh i think there's just been like hold up with distribution and all that so okay i'm gonna run through all of their discography before i watch that then for sure yeah i mean it's been a few years so hopefully it comes out soon um but yeah i mean sublime with rome is a great revival it's it's a fun show to be at um so yeah if you ever want to be have a nice little companion for your marijuana fire up sublime there you go so that that was brock's question uh, he's our guy from Cali. I've also got a boy from Florida asking a question, so we're coastal now. Congratulations to the Throw and the Flow. I think we had listeners in, like, Belgium and Australia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we have. We've had, like, other countries, which is really weird. Yeah, I don't know what they're tuning in to us if for. If that's what, like, I mean, if that's what they think of Americans, then. Yeah, I think we're a good representation. I'd say You so. want to listen to me talk about Ben Simmons being broke as fuck, like, I but like also sick for dating Kendall? This is the kind of content you need. Yeah. All right, he asked, he had a couple of questions. We'll only do two of them because one of them, no offense, Monty, it sucked. Um, <laughs> is vaping really bad for you? He's looking for any reason to unquit, so it's a relapse, and to start puffing again. Uh, I think the short answer is it's not good for you. Yeah, I'd say st stay strong. I mean, it's... Rock like, a patch. It's a cycle that we all fell for. Absolutely. Big tobacco swindled another generation. There you go. It's honestly impressive. You have <laughs> to kind of give them a pat on the back that we were supposed to be the generation that ended smoking, Boom. completely eradicated it. Yep. And if anything, we're doing more smoking than last generation because you can't smoke a cigarette inside anymore because uh -huh. it's frowned upon. Yeah. Um, Fucking lame. Yeah. I mean, but... I, if I were him, I'd say stay strong. At the end of the day, it really is just a fucking hole in your wallet. Yep. It's nice when you're drunk. It's awesome. But when you're sober and doing it, it just kind of gets to a point sometimes where you're walking back from the smoke shop and you look down and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe they got me. Yeah. Like, Jewel really just, like I said, it's so impressive that they were able to just market this as like, and it makes sense where they got fined so much money and got hit down because they really were marketing the children. Oh, yeah. They made it seem cool. Which it is. It's fucking sick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean we're, we're dope as fuck, dude. Yeah. It's... It's... All I gotta say is that we're all gonna have a rude awakening when we walk across the stage to that degree. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, fuck. So I gotta carry this over. So... Mm. I, if I, you know, I'd say stay strong. So I've got a buddy that uh, tried placebo affecting his way out of it. I think it's still working. Haven't checked on him since I got back from Miami. But um, he bought a vape without any nicotine in it. So that when he's drunk, he can just smack it, trick himself into thinking that it is nicotine. That's a good idea. So if he has that throat hit urge, he can just replicate it 
with a nicotineless vape. Um, but yeah, like you said, they got us. I actually remember. I am not a prophet by any means, but shout out to Jay Z on Drug Dealers Anonymous. I'm not. I always knew I was a prophet, but I never found a decent job. I knew growing up that there was going to be some kind of device. I didn't know what it was going to be. I figured it would be sleek and fancy, and it would be like the cool thing to do. That would be a, not a replication, but a substitute for cigarettes. I remember having this fascination. I think it was at my Aunt Marianne's house because all my family smoked cigarettes, uh-huh. like the majority of them. Not my immediate family. My mom and my dad don't. But, Neither um, mine because their parents smoked, and they were just so grossed out by the idea of it. Like, we walked... You walk down the street and there's someone smoking a cigarette. My dad just goes, ugh. Yeah, exactly. So I remember being like, I'll never be like that. I never will. Mm-hmm. And then That's here we go. That's what you think. And then you go to your first tailgate at college. Exactly. And then you're like six cigarettes deep at 9 a.m. Well, you're like, yeah, you know, you're fucking 13 beers deep by 11.30 a.m. And you're like, fucking, hey, I need something to get me go. Like, I wish I had some pot right now, but I can't smoke pot outdoors mm-hmm. when there's children around. Right. That's the weird thing about tailgates. It's like you got adults there, but you also got like nine-year-old kids walking through the streets. Yeah, it's it definitely is weird. And because, I mean, you know, you're at a tailgate and you'd expect the adults to be, you know, over the weekend. We were at one with adults, and I feel a bit of shame when I reach in my pocket for a hitter. And I, I got some looks. I know I got some looks. Yeah, I just don't. It's something that you just don't want to be seen doing by a certain age group. You I mean, don't want to be known as the vape guy because then you look like a fucking asshole. No, because if an adult that doesn't know you sees you hit it, yeah. it's like, oh, that guy's vaping. It's like, well, surprise, your daughter or son also is yeah. when you're not looking. So, And they're 11. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, I remember hearing about my high school after we graduated about kids, you know, because I've had buddy, I had a buddy whose brother was younger. The deans would like camp out in the bathrooms waiting for a, a puff of smoke to pop out of the stalls. Like, it's a thing with dad pens, too. I mean, these kids are in like third grade on the playground just getting <laughs> fucking jolly wild. Just getting ripped. Dude, imagine me like nine years old hitting a dad pen on a tire swing. Holy shit. Be transcendent. Yeah, except you wouldn't make it past sixth grade because you'd have brain damage from all the bug spray that you're inhaling. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, yeah, so I guess, yeah, it's just stay strong, dude. All right, thank you guys for your mailbag questions. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Fro and the Flow. This has been the trick-or-treat episode, you mother suckers. Uh, we've talked about all things Halloween. Uh, we'll have some more Halloween content coming out, I'm sure. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, Check out our Sunday streaming suggestions. They are not just for Sundays. They are for every day of the week. So anytime you need to watch a movie or a television show, we've got requests. So don't just scroll through the queue aimlessly on Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max. Or if you're one of the rare members of Apple TV Plus or Peacock Premium. I have Apple TV Plus because my mom has it for some reason. Oh, because they want to watch the morning show and that Defending Jacob show. Well, I might have to borrow it because I want to watch it on the rocks. I mean, Sophia Coppola movie. So do I. I'll be down to watch that together. I'm down. Uh, So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Tune in to Burbs Entertainment for all of your pop culture-related news and information and articles and opinions, all that kind of, you know, cool shit. Uh, And, yeah, have a great Halloween. Dress up as something creative. If you don't know what your costume is yet, figure it the fuck out. And, uh, yeah, get jiggy with it. Meow.